Every runner has a story. Every runner has a home. That home is Runtown. I'm William Simone, and I'm the mayor of Runtown. Hello, residents of Runtown. It is March 25th, and I'm coming to you from New Jersey. We are currently in the state shutdown for uh, the COVID-19 or coronavirus. Uh, this has been a trying time for all of us in the world. I know many residents of Runtown throughout the international community are not able to even leave their house to run. And uh, currently here in New Jersey, we're still able to go out into the parks as long as we're practicing social distancing. But all of us, I feel, know that that might be something that changes as this virus progresses throughout the community. Uh, I wanted to come and do this special uh, programming today because I have been working with a lot of individuals that we really have had a change in our life and this might be a long-term change or even a permanent change on how we go about our daily life. Uh, a lot of runners that I work have talked to, worked with, and, and um, you know enjoyed spending time with in a social setting through run clubs. We have had to become inventive and in continuing to support each other during this difficult time, and I'm gonna talk about that. I'm part of a wellness collective in the town that I live in, so the wellness practitioners that I work with have all had to become inventive on continuing their practices when they can. Uh, so these are all things I want to talk about. Um, but first off, I wanted to apologize for my absence in getting uh, some shows out there. Uh, back in um, November on Thanksgiving morning, unfortunately, my brother-in-law had passed away. Um, he had been fighting cancer for about two years, and he had gone through a bone marrow transplant. Things seemed to be going well, and unfortunately, he, um, his body gave out. Uh, so in that time, I've been working with my family and my sister to you know, try to create a new normalcy. Uh, so my real focus on that was focusing on family, supporting my family during that difficult time, uh, sorting through my own emotional uh, things with that, and uh, also trying to get into a normalcy with, uh, with my training schedule and running and everything like that. So I am back. Um, things are all right. Uh, my family is healthy. My sister is doing the best that she can. And uh, we continue to support each other even during this difficult time. Uh, so I will say that one of the things that I did when um, I had found out that my brother-in-law had passed away, he had wanted to run races once he got better. And um, he wanted to get in shape and he was very focused on that. So it was, I had a turkey trot that I needed to, uh, that I was registered to run. And I almost said needed to run because when 
everything was all said and done that morning of Thanksgiving, I uh, decided that uh, Rob, my brother-in-law, would not have wanted me to not participate in that race. And I went out there and I ran the race and had, had a really good race. There was a moment where I'm running, it was a cloudy morning, and I turn a corner and the sun just came out from behind the clouds. And I looked up and I knew at that point that, and I know, you know, some of you might be spiritual, some of you might not be, but for me, that was reassurance from Rob that I was doing the right thing by running that race. Uh, what was nice about that is that I, I felt that I was with my tribe. Um, I was with the people that I know, the people that I know care about me and share a passion, uh, my friends that are runners and all the other close to 5,000 runners that were there that I didn't know. Um, it was uh, some clarity for me and uh, it allowed me to kind of uh, sort through some of the emotions I was feeling early on after um, hearing of his passing. Um, I'm not going to get too deep into that. Uh, that's, uh, you know, uh, a, a topic for another day, possibly. Uh, but I just wanted to explain my absence. And well, during this time, even though that we are in isolation, I am going to continue doing interviews. I'm going to continue to producing content um, and hopefully we'll be able to share our stories and continue motivating each other, even if we can't do the running or the racing that we have been doing. So I just wanted to share that with you. So back to um, COVID-19 and the coronavirus and the pandemic. This is a, uh, a difficult time uh, for us all. And there have been times where we have had pandemics, uh, but the likelihood of anyone remembering uh, the past pandemics that we've had, uh, like the Spanish flu back in 1918 through 1920, um, are, are it's a small population that would remember that, if any. Um, so we are in uncharted territory just because of how quickly we can travel, which means that the virus can travel very quickly as well. Uh, we truly are a global community. And, uh, you know, there have been things that have been put into place, uh, the self, the, you know, the self-quarantining, the social isolation, uh, the social distancing, um, that it can be very difficult and, uh, and can be very anxiety-ridden. Um, I, I am a, a big history buff, and I think to some quotes, and the one that comes to mind is from Thomas Paine, um, when he said, these are the times that try men's souls. Uh, obviously, he was talking about the Revolutionary War, um, but this, this is a, a different type of, of battle that globally we are all fighting. And unfortunately, it's times like this when we look at the world and unfortunately tra tragedy and, you know, disease and conflict are the things that typically bring people together. And this is a battle that we're all fighting right now. And, uh, you know, it's difficult to look at this and, and stay positive. But I have seen a lot of individuals coming together in unusual ways uh, to continue supporting each other. And I've talked to some individuals that actually feel that 
through self-quarantine and social distancing, they actually feel more connected with their loved ones, more connected with their friends uh, and their coworkers and their social groups and have been expanding their social groups. It, it's been very, very interesting to see this. Um, as many of you know, by profession, I'm a therapist and my background really is in crisis intervention. Although I'm, I'm familiar with crisis intervention, I have been practicing in the field when it comes to crisis intervention for, you know, up to, I think it was about 17 years or so now. Um, this is something new. This is something very new. And even us therapists are trying to figure this out and manage other individuals' anxieties while we're trying to manage our own anxieties. And, you know, when we're being bombarded every day by the news about, you know, increased infections, increased death rates, uh, conflicting information about how it's going to be treated, what the likelihood of us coming out of this is, um, meaning like a time frame, um, it gets very anxiety ridden. And, you know, you sit there and you're like, you, the, there's been a lot of memes and it's like, you know, someone coughs and, you know, what do you do? Um, you know, we're going into allergy season, we're going into a lot of different things, and there's just normal illness too. And, you know, how do we know what's going on? Um, and then we, I personally, I've seen my neighbors, I look out the window, and just this weekend, they're having a, um, a barbecue, a cookout, and I'm looking at them I'm like, this is not social uh, distancing. I understand their family, but you know, every single one of your family members have come in contact, and they might not be experiencing symptoms but you know they they could be carriers and uh it's it's a very difficult time right now i'm considered essential personnel uh i am a therapist and a vice president at a nonprofit organization that works with at-risk youth in a residential facility uh so i don't have the ability to work from home um i don't have the ability to not uh go to work and be in the community uh, with that said, we have done strict protocols to keep the uh, residents and staff uh, safe. Uh, our executive team has split into two teams and we do three days on and three days off to uh, reduce potential exposure. Um, so it's been going pretty well. Uh, but I'd had a, a youth come to me uh, yesterday. Uh, he was doing some home instruction for school and I could just see that he was down. I was uh, working with another staff getting breakfast ready for, for all the kids, and um, he came up to me and asked if he could have a session. I said, absolutely, uh, after, after we get um, breakfast together, and uh, he, was, he was open to that. Uh, he came to me and he said, uh, I'm concerned that I'm not going to see my brother again. His brother is uh, 18, this young gentleman is uh, 16. Uh, this young gentleman that I work with is on the autism spectrum, uh, high functioning, uh, but ha is, uh, for all intensive purposes, considered a, um, uh, an orphan or a ward of the state. Uh, so he really only has his brother, who's 18, and is in another similar program in a different area in the, uh, the state of New Jersey uh, as his family. And... He has been watching the news. He's been very concerned. 
Um, he was seeing that things have changed in our facility. Uh, we have to make sure that our food rationing is, uh, you know, proportionate. We have to make sure that, you know, residents aren't going off the property. We have to make sure that only certain staff are working certain days. So although we're trying to keep it as normal as possible, the, the residents are picking up that there's some, some changes and, um, rightfully so. So I said to the, 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 uh, the young man and, uh, in his description of what he was concerned about, um, he's concerned that, you know, he or his brother will get ill and that they might not recover. And, you know, as much as we know that there are individuals that are experiencing more severe and are at much higher risk, um, we also know that young individuals are um, also succumbing to this virus. And, you know, as much as I wanted to take this young man and tell him everything's going to be okay in two three weeks this is going to be over no one that you know is going to get sick everyone is going to recover i couldn't do that and i and i told him this and i was very upfront and honest with him i said i would like to say that everyone is going to be okay i would like to say that everything is going to get better in a short period of time but I can't say that. What I can tell you is that you have people here that care about you. You have people that are surrounding you that want you to be well. And if anything happens, either to you or someone else that you know, we will be here to support you through it. It's not a great message but it was the message that this young man needed to hear. And I think it's the message that we all need to hear right now. I know that as this started progressing, when people started hearing about the races that they were training for were canceled, that the restrictions of going to the gym were going to be ending, they were going to be put in place, that their workouts were going to change, it started concerning individuals. And a lot of people got upset. And I will say, I was six weeks away from my marathon training, uh, from my marathon, and my training was going fantastic. In fact, a week before uh, the coronavirus was really being dealt with in New Jersey, uh, I had set a PR in a uh, half marathon. And uh, by three minutes, I mean, it was, it was a great finish, and I was feeling really good. Uh, but as soon as they canceled the races and everything like that, I was like, okay, that's that. And, um, you know, was I upset? Yeah. Uh, but I am hoping that everyone stays healthy and safe so we can run these races when they're, when they're uh, being put back on. Um, but this is, this is a, a very difficult time. And I think the message that we need to continue to, to share with each other is that we don't know what's going to happen, but we are going to be there for each other. And I know that kind of sounds like, you know, rose-colored glasses and everything like that, but, you know, human nature really is that we want to help each other, especially during difficult times. I have been inspired by individuals that I have worked with in the past. Uh, I 
worked in a hospital for about five years doing crisis intervention in an emergency room. So I'm still friends with individuals that are uh, healthcare providers. I've checked in with them. I've seen their post on Facebook. Some of them humorous as the men are upset because the coronavirus is causing them to shave their beards. As a fellow beard wearer, I hear you. I'm waiting for the day where I have to shave mine. Uh, some of them heartbreaking as they're sharing photos of their children uh, hugging them as they go off to work. Seeing them plead for people to donate supplies. Seeing them plead for people to stay home. Um, this is real. This is a real time. You know, I'm seeing individuals out there that, you know, they're calling for therapists to support individuals. I personally have started doing um, uh, some some uh, reduced uh, anxiety-based um, therapy for individuals that, that need it. Uh, people are losing their jobs. People are concerned. People are anxious. And... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do my part as best as I can. And in this, I'm still trying to figure out how to stay motivated and running. Uh, because really, that's my outlet. As all this is going on, I do have friends that I can reach out to. I do have family that I can reach out to. But this is the, my outlet is running. And my outlet has also been for the past year, my running club. Uh, the river rats and uh, you know to have built that community with these amazing individuals and to see each other every week uh, and going for runs and checking in with each other and, and sharing that time and that that uh, that social interaction and you know building what I felt was a nice running family and to have that all put on hold, it, it's, it's been difficult. And I know it's been difficult for a lot of the members of the, the group as well. Um, but we're, we're figuring it out. And we know that one day we will be able to get back together and, and start running together again. Um, we don't know if that's going to be three months from now, if that's going to be six months from now, it could be 18 months from now. Uh, but we're continuing to, to be in, in contact with each other. So... To kind of talk about what we what we're doing with that, my running club. What we were I'm trying to do, and what the club's trying to do is continue to do our runs as we can. Right now, we still can go into the community and run as long as we're practicing social distancing. We all know that that could potentially change in the upcoming weeks. We all know that at any time, one of the governors, because we're right on the border of. New Jersey and Pennsylvania, and uh, Governor Murphy uh, and uh, Governor Wolf uh, have both been very strict in putting in uh, um, different protocols and procedures, which thank God they have because they're taking this very seriously. And when all is said and done, I think we're all going to look at to our uh, our governors and see that they really led us in this uh, this fight against the virus and their, their protocol. Um, I might be a little biased because I'm surrounded by um, Governor Cuomo, Governor Murphy, and Governor Wolf, who have been taking this extremely seriously. 
Um, I don't know what it's what's going on in the rest of the uh, the country, but I have been focusing on that as well, trying to get information. And I do that may, know that many of the states are following suit, which is really the only way that we can kind of combat this um, is staying home, reducing our exposure, um, and supporting the individuals that are out there that are considered uh, essential employees and. Um, so we're out there, we're, we're sharing our information on our Facebook page with each other, sharing runs, sharing funny memes, uh, checking in with each other, sending each other private messages. I'm out there trying to post live videos, um, talking about other ways that we can, we can work out. I know that uh, you know, one of the personal trainers, um, Body by E, out here in Frenchtown, and uh, one of the yoga studios, Yoga Loca, are both offering um, reduced uh, classes and virtual classes and everything like that uh, so people can continue to stay healthy. I have not been able to go to the gym, so I, I cleaned out part of my basement to make that into a uh, workout area. I've been going on YouTube and you know reading articles on, on body weight exercises. Um, I've noticed that I have some like weak areas in my hips and things like that that I'm going to really try to focus on. Um, I also have made a, uh, a goal. I was like, well, maybe I can try to get a six-pack ad. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I haven't had uh, really had abs <laughs> since I was in uh, high school. Uh, so, you know, that was um, a number of years ago. And uh, so, you know, why not? You know, let, let's set a different goal. We, uh, we as runners set goals, and we know that. Um, I do understand that there might be a time where we might have to run in our backyards or on treadmills or be like the uh, people in France and Italy and, and China that have been running marathons and half marathons on their balconies in their living rooms. Um, completely inspiring stories. Um, you know, this is, this is definitely a, a difficult time. Um, yesterday I went for a run, I, I changed it up. I live uh, fed my run and I did six miles and every mile I stopped and I did 10 push-ups, and then I did 30 seconds of planking. And uh, it turned out to be three minutes of planking and six miles of running and 60 push-ups. And uh, I, that was actually a lot of fun. I never thought about doing that before. And it just kind of came to me when I was at work and I was like, hey, it's a beautiful day, I'm gonna do that. Um, so hopefully that motivated some people of the, of the group. Um, you know, it, it, these are, are you know, I think the other thing that we've been, I've been trying to do is use apps like Zoom and House Party to do social hangouts with the, the club. You know, post-run, sitting there, we're all sitting there with our coffee, talking. I hope that that takes off. Um, even doing just like a planned social, uh, like happy hour or something like that. I think it's important for everyone to be checking in with each other. Uh, I have noticed that a lot of different companies out there are making content available free. Audible, I made a couple of hundred books available um, for free to listen to, including books like uh, Call of the Wild, Atlas Shrug, um, Moby Dick, uh, in multiple languages. They have short stories, they have sonnets, they have folk tales, um, you know, which I think is incredible. A lot of the streaming services are offering free content. Uh, you know, it really seems like a lot of individuals are trying to come together. I have a friend who is an avid uh, runner 
obstacle racer, triathlete, uh, who is currently not working um, and has been doing his, continues his workouts, has been doing um, social isolation, and he's been, he's in Philadelphia, but he's been going to places in the tri-state area while he still can that are historical, uh, like Valley Forge and things like that, and been taking photos and sharing that, and that's been incredible to see. And uh, he's also been volunteering with Meals on Wheels. So if you're currently laid off or you notice that you're working shorter hours, there's things that you can be doing to help the people out there in need. And I, I think that's incredible. Um, hats off to him. I've had a lot of friends that are gym rats, total gym rats. I mean, I work with one guy, he's a great guy, and he always says, oh yeah, I'm a muscle head, you know, I'm a meathead, that type of thing. And I've seen other individuals that have been incredible strength training. And I was actually talking with one of them yesterday, um, late last night through Instagram. And she is definitely someone that lifts. Um, she has a history of some like uh, some joint issues and things like that. But she's out there almost every day going for what she called a jog. And I, and I explained to her, I said, in the running world, there's no such thing as joggers. You're, you're either a runner or you're, you're not. So even if you're doing what people call quote-unquote jogging, you're still a runner. She thought that was really cool. But she is out there, and she's in New York, and she's taking these beautiful photos in Central Park and Battery Park and down in the Financial District and, and everything like that. And um, beautiful, eerie, because there's not a lot of people around, but it, it is beautiful, and uh, she's sharing that with everyone. Uh, she's currently in a, um, in a temporary layoff uh, she works for a um, a uh, book company, and she, uh, you know, is uh, she feels that she's very fortunate because of her contract with the temporary layoff. She's guaranteed to go back to work once uh, once things open up again. Um, but you know, it, it's incredible to see this. Now, I've also gotten some messages from uh, people that are lifting and that are like, "I've had to start running. This sucks. How do you do this?" And uh, I always go back to this, this, um, the episode of Bojack Horseman when Bojack starts running and when he's laying there on the ground and there's a, uh, a character that's, uh, you know, over him and he's like, you know, it gets easier. Uh, you know, doing this every day is the hard part, but it gets easier. And, and I paraphrase there, but, um, you know, it's, 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 that's what I share with them. And they have a few choice words with, for me, um, but it's good to see that people are out there, uh, you know, continuing to try to stay healthy in ways that they they, they don't know how, um, or not that they don't know how, but that they haven't been able to uh, embrace in the past. And um, you know, I myself are am embracing doing more um, strength training, and you know, doing that at the at at my house. This is a time where we can really focus on the other aspects of running that we don't typically focus on. We, uh, or aspects of um, fitness that we don't, don't usually focus on. Um, you know, so I know that this is, there's been some, some rambling um, and I've hit a couple different topics here, but you know, this is a diff definitely a time where we can come together as a community of runners and do some some good. Um, if you have some elderly neighbors and you know their phone numbers, it would be good for you to check in with them. If you have individuals that you know are medically compromised, it would be good to check in with them. 
um, figure out if there's things that they need and maybe help them s set up uh, at-home orders for food and things like that. Um, if you know individuals that are currently unemployed um, that have been laid off, you know, uh, checking in on them, making sure that they're okay, seeing if they, you can help. Maybe they need help, you know, uh, accessing the internet. Maybe they need help filing forms, um, you know, to, for unemployment. Maybe they need a meal cooked, you know. Um, these are all things that we can be doing where we don't have to be close together. We can drop them off at each other's doorsteps. Um, we are physically isolated from each other, but that doesn't mean that we have to be isolated in an emotional way, in a communicative way. We can still be together. We can still support each other. The news is going to re continue to report more cases. And with more cases, they're going to be reporting more deaths. And we're going to continue to get conflicting information. We're going to continue to be uncertain. We're going to continue to be anxious. We're going to continue to see the markets go up and down. We're going to see people laid off, rehired, laid off. We're going to hear great stories about companies like Ford and GM and 3M that are trying to retrofit and produce the medical needs. We're going to hear stories about how the Jacob Javits Center is being turned into a field hospital. We're going to hear a lot of this. We're going to hear people try to politicize this. We're going to hear people talk about this stimulus package is better than this. We're going to hear about interest rates going down. We're going to hear about property values going down. We're going to hear about all sorts of different things. But at the end of the day, we're all still human. We're all dealing with this together. And I hope everyone is taking this seriously. We haven't seen anything like this in a long time. Uh, looking back in my lifetime, I think that the closest that we got to this was like the two weeks that uh, things were shut down after 9-11. Um, you know, in talking to my parents, you know, they're in their 60s. They recall 9-11. Uh, they recall things being shut down um, when uh, Kennedy was assassinated. They recall small uh, quarantines when there were measles, mumps, uh, or polio outbreaks. Um, and, you know, they, in a certain way, I look at them and they seem to know that this too will pass. But they're also, because of their, ex their exposure to um, these events in the past, they, they, they understand what quarantine means. Um, but it's also scary because, you know, that generation is now, that could really show us, you know, some, some strength, are also in the uh, high-risk category. Um, so I haven't seen my, my parents in a while. I talk to them daily. Uh, I haven't seen my sister in a while. Um, she too has some um, pre-existing medical conditions that uh, make her a little bit more susceptible. 
um, I go from work and I come home and that's pretty much what my day is and hopefully I can get a run in where I can um, so you know it's difficult especially when you you know when I was talking to my sister yesterday and she was saying that she was feeling lonely you know um, she's still uh, grieving and going through the, the uh, difficult difficulty of finding out what her new normal is during this difficult time of um, you know her, her husband passing and now she's got to try to figure out what a new normal is in a uh, in a world where we have to you know socially distance and uh, we were talking about ways that she can continue to be in contact with her support groups and everything like that and um, she and I are hopefully planning this week uh, you know to have a um, a virtual happy hour the two of us just to catch up um, and uh, you know so there are people out there that are are struggling and uh, I'm not saying that my sister is struggling but there are people out there that are struggling um, my sister does have a good support group um, so I, I urge everyone out there and this is how I'm going to uh, to wrap this up I urge everyone out there to take a moment to pause to reflect and reach out to some people that maybe you haven't talked to in a while or reach out to individuals that you might know that are having might be having a difficult time or reach out to people that you really care about and uh, start a dialogue it can be a text message it can be a uh, email quick phone call some FaceTime um, you know anything and reach out and and just check in um, you'd be surprised how you can feel so connected with individuals just because we're all sharing the same experience right now and by reaching out and making that connection you're you're kind of sharing the load and and carrying that weight together and uh, it can really go a long way so as we go through this as the weeks progress it will be difficult but we can all support each other and I hope that all of you that are residents of Runtown all of you runners out there or if you're not a runner take your health seriously take other people's health seriously that we continue to socially distance that we continue to support the medical staff out there by not going to the hospitals when we don't need to by donating to the hospitals if we can by helping out each other in the communities while still continuing to socially distance I uh, I know that we will get through this together I know that this will impact us in the long run I hope that as we continue to connect and create these communities that we have a better understanding of what community is because I do feel that we've lost that and I hope that even in tragedy 
we're able to find some good in this. So everyone out there, please stay safe, socially distance, wash your hands, stay healthy. If you can, continue your runs. If you can't, continue to work out and stay healthy the best way that you can. Until next time, I hope all of you are healthy and well. The Mayor of Runtown podcast is recorded and edited by William Simone. The intro and extra music is Running with Wise Fools by Krakatoa.